from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Is Pat Welter from WRAL, who is uh, down in Sunrise, Florida right now uh, for Game 3. You can uh, watch Game 3 on TNT. You can listen to it on 99.9 The Fan. WRAL's got you covered. Pre-game, post-game, all of that stuff. Uh, Pat, we have five questions for you because you are part of the big five. So question number five. What's the vibe around the team right now? Tense, uh, short. Uh, those were two things that stood out, I would say, from this morning. Oh. And we lost Pat. We lost Pat. We lost Pat. Clearly the tension it was running high. You could cut cut it like a knife. Yeah, seriously. That's a, uh, that's a thing. I, it's interesting hearing that. So you're hearing them say tense because normally we see with the Carolina Hurricanes. They're pretty loosey-goosey. Generally they are. And so, yeah, maybe a little tense. But you know what? The stakes are a little bit higher, but maybe a little tense is okay. I'm going to work on getting Pat yeah. back. Well, we'll work on getting Pat back here shortly. Uh, the, the tension, obviously a big problem over there <laughs> right now for Pat. Uh, we'll hear from Pat Welter in just a little bit. Remember, tonight, uh, game three of Hurricanes-Panthers. The Hurricanes trail 2-0 in the series. You can listen to the game on 99.9 The Fan going to give you all the coverage you need coming up for and after the game on 99.9 on WRAL, all of that stuff. So while we work on getting Pat Welter back shortly for the big five questions, the question that I want to pose to all of you who are listening or or watching, if you're watching on WRAL Sports Plus, is can the Carolina Hurricanes come back from this 2-0 deficit? I believe they can, and we're going to ask Pat Welter that because I believe Pat Welter is back here now on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline. Pat, so obviously the tension was so intense there that it immediately cut out your your service. Uh, you, you were saying the, the Hurricanes are a little stressed. Is that fair? Yeah, Rob Brennamore's press conference about as short as uh, my first hit with you guys uh, on the show here a second ago. <laughs> I think he answered about three questions, and there was a window for him to get out, and he took it. Um, so, yeah, and I think the locker room was kind of a similar vibe this morning. Um, you know, we're in there and I remember game one, you know, we're talking to Brady Shea, we're talking to Sebastian Ajo, Jordan Stahl, just kind of getting whoever we wanted. It was a great vibe. Well, today I'm talking to Shane Goss for a few minutes, you know, who's from the area here, turn around, everybody's gone. So, you know, the guys wanted to get their work in today, stay focused. Can't really blame them when your season is on the line here in a series that has been very tight. Uh, even though you know the series total will not reflect that as the games are down two games to none. Even after that four overtime loss, uh, being in the locker room, the, the Hurricanes didn't seem too tight about it. They were they were upset, obviously, but they're like, ah, yeah, four overtimes, ah, that's pretty wild. Ha ha. We'll be back for game two. Got to sleep and, and ready to play tomorrow. Ha ha. But it's that that tightness. Not what I was expecting, Dennis. Not what I was expecting at all. Next question for Pat Welter, WREL Sports, joining us here in the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Does Sergei Bobrovsky come back down to earth a little bit, at least come back in the atmosphere? You'd hope so, right? Like, this isn't Dominic Hasek. This isn't Henrik Lundqvist. This isn't an all-time goalie. I mean, the guy's been in the league for a long time, but just looking at this, how this season has played out, he hasn't even been the guy for them for a lot of the year. He's a guy that got hot at the right time that, you know, fought through some injuries that um, that head coach Paul Maurice talked about, was able to find his confidence during a home stretch towards the end of the year, find his confidence, find his health. And it's obviously translated 
but nothing is getting past this guy. You know, me and Casey, my coworker at WRAL, Hughes bring up the great point of all these Russian goalies that keep shutting down the games during these playoff runs. Last year was uh, Igor Shosturkin. So, yeah, I mean, the game plan simple. Get people in front of him where he can't see, shield him, because anything that he can see, he's stopping. Even one-timers. I mean, that's something that stood out to me, too, is like, you know, you make that kind of crisp pass on a power play that can get some goalies out of position, and he sees it coming. So he's seeing the puck really well right now. But, you know, Freddie Anderson got a game off. Rossi has not had a game off yet. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe we start to see that trickle in tonight. Well, and, and Freddie Anderson, I feel like, has kind of been forgotten because of uh, how good Bobrovsky has been. Uh, so let me ask that with question number three here. Freddie Anderson is back in net tonight. Uh, good for the Canes, most likely. But, but do we see any other changes tonight? Maybe any line changes or anything like that? I think one that could carry over would be the McKenzie McEckern inserted into the lineup. Um, that worked out in game two. Like you guys remember, he's actually the guy that created the drop pass to Jack Drury on what could have been the second goal had it not been offside by a fraction. So I think that's a lineup piece that they like. I think one thing that stood out to me um, with the Panthers is they just seem a little bit bigger, just a little bit more physical. And when you have a big body like that in McKenzie, who maybe they thought Jesse Pugliarvi would be that guy, he hasn't. But McEachern stepped up in games that he's been in. You know, first game he gets inserted into the lineup with the Canes versus the Islanders, and he scores. So this is a guy that's clearly been ready for the moment, and, you know, they'll take it from anyone tonight. It doesn't have to be Sebastian Ajo. That's the beauty of this team. It's all four lines can score, and McEachern's going to be the one to make the play or make the little detail difference. Uh, it seems like Rod Brennamore is going to be willing to, to give him that call. Pat Welter, WREL Sports, joining us here in the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. You just mentioned Sebastian Ajo. Is it time for him to kind of wake up a little bit? I know he's got a couple of assists in the series, but we're still waiting to see him really take over a game. Yeah, I was talking to uh, – we're actually staying at the team hotel here about five minutes from the arena, and I ran into a parent of one of the players, and we were talking about the series, and he's like, yeah, you know what? I mean, their stars have just come through. You know, not to say the Hurricanes guys have choked or anything like that, but you look at it, Alexander Barkov, two goals and an assist. You know, Matthew Kachuk, the OT winners. Uh, Carter Verhage's got a score as well. So in these tight moments in a game where you're getting no windows, you need your skill to rise to the top. And Ajo makes plays. He does things for others. I'm not saying he's playing poorly, but you've got to elevate. You know, I mean, Rod Brennamore talked about it today. He's like, I can't ask my guys to be more desperate. They already play desperate. That's the culture here. We give our best every single game, but you got to find a way to give that little extra. And if Sebastian Ajo truly is a superstar, this is the moment. You know, that's what you sign up for. When you're the top player on the team, those are the stakes. Well, and I think, too, it's it's not just the fact that the, the Panthers' stars have been shining, but they've been shining bright in the brightest moments like, it's, it's like you would not be writing these scripts any differently. Like, you wouldn't believe them if someone said, hey, here's game two. Kachuk's going to go ahead and bank in another one and, and tell everyone, all right, let's go home. Let's go home. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see if what Ajo can do if it's a little bit brighter in this game three, which, Pat Welter, brings us to the number one question on the big five questions for you today on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Do the Canes win game three? I got to believe they do, guys, because only four teams ever have come back from down three games to none. And this Kings team is special. I mean, we know it is. You know, it's they have, they've been all year long. I mean, I think back to that game where they came back from two goals down with a minute left. 
I mean, how many times they've come back from multiple goals in a single game? Now, this series is different, but that character should shine through. And I like to think they can do it. And just the math of it, right? Like, just the margins are so razor thin. Like, he's like, okay, they've lost. And people are starting to lose their confidence in the game. But the messages we've got from them is they're like, well, why are we going to change when these games have been decided by a fraction? You know, it just as easily could be us up to nothing in this series. So the question is, is seven games enough for the ice to tilt in their favor? And they've lost their margin for error here. So they can't make any mistakes, any defensive lapses like they've had in overtime in these last two. I think they're going to be a little bit more dialed in. I think what we saw from the skate this morning, it gives you an idea of how they're going to dig deeper, where they're looking at every little area where they can tighten up, be a little bit more focused. If that means talking to the media a little bit less, so be it, because we'll take talking to them a little bit more on the back end if this series can go seven games. So, yes, I do think <laughs> they win tonight and another close one. Pat Walter, give him a follow on Twitter, at Patrick Walter. Thanks for your time, and we'll talk talk to you later on this week. All right, guys, I'm heading to the arena right now. Let's hope for a good game. Let's hope for it. That's Pat Welter joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at wakemed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. You see Rihanna rocking some Panthers gear? Like, how awesome is this Rihanna rocking Carolina Panthers gear? Not Florida Panthers gear, but Carolina Panthers you, you gear. You almost did it earlier, didn't you? You almost said Florida Panthers instead of Carolina Panthers it just gets, now. It, 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 with Carolina Hurricanes, Florida Panthers, Carolina Panthers, yes. I If there is one thing in sports I will stand on the table for and pound my fist and say, do yes, right do this. Do it right now. We... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get up. We we need more mascot variety. <laughs> we need it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It's high school. I, I I've done a lot of high school like athletics coverage in the past. If there, in my opinion, there should be no more wildcats. No, no more bulldogs. Like if you if you look at a county, it feels like half of the county. It's like forty percent is wildcats, forty percent is bulldogs, and then twenty percent is variety of other things. Eagles. I graduated from Enlo in 2012, so shout out to Enlo, but plenty of Eagles as well. Regardless, the Carolina Panthers, they can stick around. If if Rihanna is is rocking your jersey, what was it, number 96, 95? She was wearing 95, 95. And it just said Panthers on the back, which was when the team started, 95. So, okay, that makes sense. She also was wearing like a, a skirt that I basically made of a Kerry Collins jersey. Shout out to Kerry which, Collins. Which is super awesome. But nevertheless, a lot of Panthers fans, Panthers Twitter, everyone – just was going crazy seeing Rihanna rocking Carolina Panthers stuff, which is super cool. I think it's great. One of the biggest stars internationally, and she was in Tokyo doing it. Yeah. One of the biggest stars internationally who just performed in the Super Bowl is rocking Carolina Panthers stuff, not Chiefs, you know, with Patrick Mahomes or any of this other stuff. No, she's rocking Carolina Panthers stuff, which is awesome. And, and Rihanna knows sports. You see her, you know, courtside watching LeBron play mm-hmm. throughout his career. That's that's always been really cool. Um, now today today is the first day of OTAs for the Panthers, and, and you're already over it. I, well, I I am already over, it, but I will say I will be over the media if they do not ask Derek Brown, "Hey man, 
Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Rihanna was wearing your, your number. I, I know it wasn't his jersey, but hey, she was wearing your number. What are your thoughts on that? I need to hear uh, that response from, from him at some point today. But yes, OTAs start today for the Carolina Panthers, and I am I am done. I am over it. Why are you already over it? Well, so, okay, it's why, not... Why do you hate it? I So what I hate it... <laughs> why do you hate it? Why do you hate um, Bryce Young? I do, not, no, I do not hate Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young is great. Uh, what I do hate, though, is how we try and eek every... We, like, it's like a sponge, and we're twisting it. We're trying to take every little piece of content from, from OTAs, from whatever it might be, mm-hmm. and turn it into this big deal. Uh, I think the, the prime example of this, right, is the very first snaps today at OTA for the offense... Andy Dalton takes the snaps. Oh, Andy Dalton's going to be the starting quarterback. Oh, man, Bryce Young, is he a bust? No. It is. What day is it today, Dennis Cox? Do you know? Uh, it's Monday. Monday. What? What's the, the May date? May 22nd. May, May 22nd. My birthday's one month from today. Happy early birthday. Thanks. Do you know when the Carolina Panthers play their first football game this year? Sometime in September. In September. So why do I care if Bryce Young does not take the very first snap at quarterback. By the way, he did end up taking a majority, or at least more than half of the snaps at quarterback. Mm-hmm. They split it with him and Andy, and, and Matt Corral gets in the mix a little bit as, as well there. I just, I'm I'm sick of it. I understand why the NFL is this, just this behemoth, this beast that must always be fed with content. I get it. But Frank Reich, earlier today, said, hey, nobody hit the ground. So that's pretty good for us. We're happy about that. Hey, no, hey, no injuries is actually a win. No, it is. I will say that. No is. injuries is a win. But physically hitting the ground. Like well, that's yeah. that's where we're at with OTA. So if that's where the concern is, if that's where the level is, that tells you everything you need to know what you take away from that product as a whole. The only thing that or there are a couple things that I actually want to see when it comes to to OTAs, especially when it comes to Bryce Young. Do you get it? Like in terms of the offense, do you understand what Frank Reich is trying to do? Do you understand your reads? All those kinds of things. And also, do you just, as a pro, the overall thing, like, okay, do you just get it? Between the ears, do you understand what's going on? Can you make the decisions quickly like you did in college? The the physical arm strength and all that kind of stuff isn't an issue. Now, how he holds up physically, we'll know that come September. That 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 we we can't figure that out right now. But I just want to know, between the ears, does he get it? And that's the only thing I'm really looking for. And Frank Reich actually earlier today at his press conference talked about hey, Bryce is actually picking things up pretty quickly. It's just good. It's really good for Bryce to kind of see Andy handle things the way he's handling him. And obviously Bryce has you know, picked it up extremely fast. 
um, but it feels like it feels like we got a good plan and we're doing the right thing. I will say that really, and Bryce Young is in such a good position to learn here, mm-hmm. truly. Uh, you know, Frank Reich is a, a great uh, offensive-minded head coach. Thomas Brown, even though it's his first season as offensive coordinator for the Panthers, you know, he, he's been under some really talented offensive minds as well, coming over from, from L.A. with, you know, Sean McVay. Uh, you have Jim Caldwell. You have Andy Dalton, who I know people like to rag on Andy Dalton. I am a firm Andy Dalton believer. I'm I'm an Andy Dalton stan. I, well, I will go ahead and say Bengals I'm fan. a Bengals fan. I, I saw the best of Andy. I saw the worst of Andy. But you know what? Andy's a professional. Mm-hmm. He is a professional who's going to go into work. And when it comes to a young quarterback learning from someone, you could do a lot worse than learning how to be a professional from Andy Dalton, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Now, Bryce Young also talked about getting some of those first-team reps and learning from Dalton. It's a huge, huge honor. Those guys, again, have been, I mean, the guys that have had success, um, you know, really good players. And, you know, I'm, I'm in learning everything and, again, watching watching everyone operate. And, you know, I think for me to be able to have communication with them, they've helped me out a lot. Um, they've been super great to work with. Um, you know, when, when they give, you know, when there's something I'm not doing right, they give me feedback. You know, they tell me what they expect out of me. And that's what, you know, that's what I want. That's what I need as a rookie. Um, and, you know, again, they've been super encouraging. They've, they've helped a lot. You know, we, we've talked and had conversations about, you know, how they view things. And I'm trying to do everything I can to, to learn them, to learn what, you know, what, what it is, um, you know, that we want to do as, as a team and as a unit. Um, so it, it's been great to have those reps. Bryce Young has been just crafted for this moment, truly. You look at everything that he has done ever since he started playing football, going through the, the ranks and in California, all the different camps and things like that, nationally climbing up the 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 star, the recruiting classes, the recruiting rankings, breaking all the records in, in California high school, uh, going over to Alabama, high-pressure situation, winning the Heisman, having a, a season that where the, the talent was not as as good around him. Just he he is the exactly what you want out of a franchise quarterback. And I love he he mentioned here today, even though he probably will be that franchise guy, he says, Hey, nothing, nothing is guaranteed in this league. Where I was drafted doesn't entitle me to anything in this league. Um, I've never thrown a thrown a NFL pass in a game. You know, I haven't done anything. I have, you know, no stats, no wins, nothing. So, um, you know, we're all on an even playing field. Once you get to, to the to the league, you know, where you get drafted, you know, that, that again, that doesn't entitle me to anything. Um, so I have to work. You know, I have to try to do my best, and I have to work as hard as, as I can to make sure that every day I'm trying to get better, every day I'm improving, and trying to do my best to help the team because, again, no one – no, a draft pick doesn't give you any points. You know, it doesn't tie you to anything. So there's a lot more work I need to do. And again, I know, regardless of where I got picked or anyone else, you know, we're on an even playing field. And I just want to do what I can to help the team. It gets you some guaranteed money. That's, well, that's, that's what being that, a draft that pick does, does guarantee you. It's definitely going to guarantee you. You're going to get a lot of opportunities. But still, he makes a good point in the sense that I still got to go do the thing. I still got to go do the thing. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if you're if you're Stroud at two, if you're Richardson at four, or even Will Levis at 33, you still got to go out there and do it. Yeah. Doesn't matter whether you're one, two, four, 33, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. If it's your number that's called and you're out there on the field, better go do that. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And something that also popped up in my in my head today or that I saw from, from Frank Reich, and you mentioned this earlier about this is an opportunity for – the new coaching staff, this new group of guys that were brought in, hey, establish the culture that you want to have, whatever expectations those are. 
And Frank Reich earlier today actually talked about how the veteran guys on the team want some change. The guys that I've talked to here, you know, the last couple of years, um, this is a crazy league. There's a lot of reasons for a lot of things, so I'm not saying it's any one thing. But, you know, sometimes you just need to have that moment where you're just, enough is enough, right? We're going to start winning. And, um, you know, that's the mentality, the attitude that we want. And But what does it take? And part of what it takes is those young players, those young studs being leaders on the field and in the locker room. So that's what we'll look for. Enough, and it's time for a change. See, exactly. I like he's channeling his inner Owen Hart. Enough is enough. It's time for a change. I love it. And I'm okay with it. I love it. Well, because that's like, I, th- these are pros. These are pros, Dennis Cox. Yes. But, but the fact of the matter is, if you get stuck losing enough, it starts to seep into you and your habits and your system. You get used to it. You get used to you it. You get comfortable with you, it. You, you got you to be able to say enough is enough. And you're ready to make a change. And OTAs, these off-season programs that are voluntary, a great place to get that kind of change started. One note in terms of the NFL here is the NFL basically has its own version of an emergency backup goalie now. Yeah. Basically like the e-bug. That's a, that's so a good way to put it. It's, it's kind of what it is. So... The NFL has approved a rule change allowing a team to designate a roster spot an emergency third quarterback. Now, there are a couple of important rules that come with this. That player must be on the 53-man roster. It cannot be a practice squad call-up because there are some situations where you can call up a player from the practice squad to to fill in if there's an injury or something yeah, along yeah. those lines. Teams do it every week. Every week it happens. So a player must be on the 53-man roster. That player can only play if the top two quarterbacks are injured. So it can't just be, ah, this guy stinks. We're just going to bench him and throw in someone else. No, it has to be legit injury. Basically, for example, they don't want to have happen what the San Francisco 49ers had to deal with the NFC Championship game against the the Philadelphia Eagles, where Brock Purdy had the, the elbow injury, then Josh Johnson comes in, gets hurt as well, and San Francisco was just stuck. Like, that's it. It's like, sorry, tough then, luck. Then it's like your options at passing it are either Brock Purdy with half an arm or Christian McCaffrey. Or all you do is just try and run the ball. Yeah, exactly. That's, 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 that's all he was doing in the second half. It was handoff. You, you knew what was happening. He threw like one pass, tried to throw one pass when it came back in. So, anyway, the NFL is approving this. So, basically, you can have a third quarterback dress, but that player can only play if your other two guys get hurt during the course of the game. But again, that guy has to be on the 53-man roster, which, okay, begs the question of, well, now how do teams actually manipulate and maneuver around their 53-man roster? Because oftentimes we're seeing teams carry just two, but they'll stash away a quarterback on the practice squad in case there is an injury they can just call that person up. Now does a guy like Matt Corral, because Carolina Panthers only have three quarterbacks on the roster right now, because they let Jacob Eason go the other day. Yeah. So, Matt Corral, like, guy like him, is he a lock to make the 53-man? Basically, hey, you're just an emergency dress quarterback every single week? Like, this is something that quarterbacks or teams as a whole going to have to figure out real quickly in, in regards to, all right, do we keep an extra linebacker or defensive back? Or 
do we keep that third quarterback? That's, it's something every quarter, every team has to juggle. And that's that's where it's going to be the most interesting is what does this mean for the other roster decisions? That's that's how I look at it. Because people are going to take care of the quarterback, but how how does it affect everyone else? Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. 